Our first guest is Matt Swain. So getting noticed on social media, my God, it's the, it's the challenge we're all facing. I get that as businesses, but Matt is a digital marketing freelancer, an upcoming author and a content fanatic and so much more. He has worked alongside Stephen Bartlett on socials, content, his number one UK podcast, Diary of a CEO, which I know a lot of you know, and Stephen's own personal brand. Matt's book, Breaking Free, is being published this September. He is growing a social media advisory agency working alongside the coolest brands. He manages over 1 million Instagram followers across accounts. He founded and runs The Social Club, which we were hearing about last night at dinner, and me and Laura and Sarah from Ted and Stitch and all are trying to get signed up, but he's not having any of it. <laughs> um, an exclusive WhatsApp community for the very best in social, with 100 million reach in that WhatsApp group. All these stats are unbelievable. He has grown his LinkedIn from 500 followers to 10,000 in just six months, with 13 million views on his content. So if you want a unique take on your socials and help in developing attention-grabbing, valuable content, then you're going to want to take notes today during my conversation. Welcome to the Dig Podcast Series 5. I can't believe I'm even saying that. Time is going so quickly. I am your host, Caroline O'Neill. And if you've recently found the Dig Podcast, it means you're ready to embrace the challenging yet rewarding world of business. I'm not afraid to ask those entrepreneurs, leaders and visionaries just how they have achieved that success. We need to know. So join me as we are challenged and inspired on the Dig Podcast. If you enjoy an episode, please remember to screenshot and share on social, tagging Dig for success so we can connect and I can reshare. Welcome to the Dig Podcast, Matt. Thank you. It's great to be here. Oh my God. So this is your first time here, isn't it? Yeah. First time in Northern Ireland and having a great time so far. Okay. So we all had dinner last night. I went to bed early. I don't know what all these guys did, but um, we all got to hear a little bit about Matt's story, but I want that for you guys today as well and everyone on the podcast. So I've introduced you briefly there, Matt, and I hope I've got it all right. Yeah, but that's good. Do you want to tell us a little bit about how you've got to where you are today? Because the story is what makes us all who we are. Yeah, so I guess that um, everything that's happened has been as a result of really like focusing and listening to what I actually want to do with my life and my time um, and really like listening into that like true authentic version of myself. Um, previously, um, I was in the corporate world in kind of finance and it drained me and it de-energized me. And so, um, yeah, I decided to kind of take the risk and kind of go into socials, which um, was like something that I really wanted to do. And uh, yeah, I found that like since pursuing what I actually care about, loads of opportunities have opened up. I've created amazing friendships um, and overall just like enjoying life a lot more. So, um, yeah. And like whenever we were talking before, you said you told me something about how you've got here and how it involved lots of reading and how many books have you read in the last like year? Yeah, so I've done like 200 books in the last two years, um, so about 100 a year, uh, which <laughs> I think is not bad going. Um, and I guess the reading was actually the start of my journey. So I picked up a book um, just before lockdown, and it really like allowed me to understand my experiences. I learned a lot, and as a result, kind of continued to read. 
And then the reading led to me having my own like thoughts and insights and kind of realizations. And I thought that maybe I should write these down. And then I thought, well, maybe I should share them online. I might be able to connect with kind of like-minded people. Um, so started uh, a blog, a newsletter, started creating content online. And as a result, that's how uh, Stephen Bartlett came across my content. He messaged me, saw what I was doing online, liked it. And um, yeah, we kind of talked about the job um, from, from that. So you just say that like, you know, like that's no big deal. <laughs> and we're all waiting on Stephen to contact us. I'm like, when's, when's he reaching out? So like how, that's a, that is a big deal for someone like, and it shows actually, whenever um, Matt was telling me this, I was like, this is great um, encouragement for us that you never know when someone sees your stuff, especially, you know, maybe someone you're trying to connect with that you think is never, it's never going to be possible. It actually just takes a piece of content online to resonate with them and boom, you know, look what's happened. So. That isn't easy done, I know, but you're going to give us lots of tips now. But for those who don't know, Stephen Bartlett is a British uh, British businessman, entrepreneur and television personality who, who was also an investor on the BBC One show Dragon's Den. He started a social media market, marketing agency when he was just 22 and in May 2021 it was valued at over 300 million. He's the founder of the Diary of a CEO podcast, which has 5 million downloads. That's the dream. I'm thinking I'm deadly, like we're um, 50,000. But um, yeah, so that's, that's a big deal for someone like that to notice your content. So he noticed it online and then you became part of his team. But what was your role there then? What did you have to do? Yeah, so when I was uh, with Steve, it was a very small team, like four or five of us. And so it was a great opportunity to get involved with like so many things from the Diver CEO podcast to his personal brand to several kind of other projects that Steve had going on at the time. Um, and so, yeah, it was this like really cool um, kind of surreal learning experience. Back when I was in my corporate job, I used to listen to the podcast out of walks um, on my like afternoon walk. And so to then have the opportunity to watch it live every week and to be working on it was like crazy and uh, yeah I think it goes to show um, the power of socials and how you can kind of create these opportunities that you could never have imagined or thought were possible um, all through kind of creating content online. And right we want to know what he taught you because we want to know how to get 300 million in the bank. So what did he teach you because that's what the podcast is we can hear people's stories and we can you know and that's all lovely and the story is so important but at the end of the day it has to we have to have action when we leave here Matt so what did you learn from Steve that we could perhaps put into practice in our social media? Yeah so within the team there is this relentless focus on experimentation and these social platforms are changing so much, um, you know, especially at the minute you've got this uh, kind of battle for short form video content, you've got TikTok, you've got Instagram Reels, you've got YouTube Shorts, and they're all fighting for you to A, create content for their platform, and B, to um, essentially, uh, you know, view videos and be a user on those platforms as well. And so these algorithms are changing all the time and being tweaked. There are new features coming out all the time. There's all these updates. And so in order to be able to, um, you know, be creating the trends instead of just like riding them. You really want to have this focus, this relentless focus on experimentation with your content, um, and always try new things. Always, um, you know, exploring um, all of the different features, etc. Um, and I think that there's another uh, great example with this with Netflix. So Netflix's management um, gets slightly concerned when they have too many good performing shows. Um, Netflix is all around finding these like massive blockbusters, the Stranger Things, the Squid Games of the world, and they appreciate that in order to uh, find those blockbusters, they're going to have to have some slightly, you know, 
worst performing shows um, because they're going to have to need they're going to need to try new things um, they're going to need to experiment and so I think that that brings me on to like the second point which is you're going to have to accept that some posts some pieces of content won't perform as well but um, as I say that's okay providing that you have this kind of continuous focus on experimenting of being at the forefront of the, the platforms and the kind of um, features on those platforms and just constantly trying new things with your content. Yeah, so I hear that a lot from people. Oh my God, it took me two days doing that reel and 500 people watched it and I'm never doing another one. And, and I get that because it's so time consuming and hard for business owners to set that time aside for social and for it to fall flat on its face. But like you said, well, we can't give up. We have, there's no option. There is, there's actually a quote on the table from Emma Dollybird, giving up is not an option. Um, so, you know, we have to keep going and I suppose experimenting is part of that and trying different things. And it's not all going to be successful. Right? Yeah, and like that other element, which is like even if you have this post that doesn't perform so well, it's that consistency element and turning up the next day and um, using what you've learned. Um, again, like coming with a new idea and your approach to your content um, and just continuously doing that over and over and over. And that consistency, that experimentation combined will allow you to um, ultimately succeed on socials in the long term. Yeah, and people will say, oh, only 900 people seen my reel. And I'm like, well, that's a hell of a lot of people. Like, there's only 130 here today. And I feel like it's so many. Imagine 900 people see it. So I don't think people should get deflated by those smaller numbers either. Any number is valuable, I believe, in business. So that's good for us to take away. We need to experiment, try new things, and get over that if it doesn't work and just keep trying. So since working with Stephen, you've now started your own journey in the world of business. Um, so tell us about some of the things you've been doing recently. Like you've taken some big risks with your own content. And Mary, if you just want to hit the clicker to put up the um, slide that I um, prepared at two o'clock this morning. Um, so yes, do you want to talk to us about this? Yeah, so um, you know, uh, in line with the kind of philosophy around experimentation and kind of taking risks with your content, I created this post um, here. Um, I basically wanted to capture Gymshark's attention. Um, I thought it'd be cool to hang out for the day there. I love um, their own social content. They've always been a kind of inspiration for me um, in terms of their social um, ideas and stuff. Um, and so, yeah, took the risk with this post, and it did really well. Um, this post got 1.3 million views on um, LinkedIn, and essentially, kind of like you know, kind of took over the platform for the kind of 48 hours um, that it was up. And uh, as you can see, uh, Noel Mac um, replied. He's their head of brand, and also Elfried, who is the head of social, um, replied as well. So I'm going to Gymshark um, next Tuesday, and so the the post worked. Um, but back when it was in my drafts, I, I had I didn't know that this would work or that it would get all these views, etc. I just had this crazy kind of concept and idea, and I just tried it. And um, you know, you can never kind of reduce that risk to zero. But what you can do is you can give your content the best possible chance of succeeding. So with this post here, I took this crazy idea and concept of how can I capture Gymshark's attention, and then I made sure that the copy was great. I um, created these like um, kind of visual images that no one had really seen before, this like giant shark and me. Um, and I worked on these like little details around the post, and it ended up um, doing really well. And so you want to take these big risks, you want to experiment, but you also then want to give your post the best chance of succeeding. Um, and uh, yeah, like whether it's kind of testing it out on an audience beforehand, um, making sure the copy's great, anything that you can do to give your content that like you know, little boost, that best possible chance you want to um, be kind of uh, actively doing. 
So anyone that's listening to the podcast just on audio and aren't in front of us now, we'll link the image and the, the um, post on the show notes. It means so much to me to have a partner for the podcast which has the same values and mission as me. And that's definitely the case for our partner, Evolve. I want you to listen to their mission and how they can help you grow as an entrepreneur. Evolve is a community for female entrepreneurs and leaders across the island of Ireland that has been created and funded by Taris's Enterprises, who believe passionately in business for good. Evolve's mission is to enable you to step into your power and realize your full potential by inspiring you, educating, connecting, and as part of the Evolve community, you will be part of the movement to lift women up and achieve true equality of opportunity. The Evolve Academy will provide a series of face-to-face masterclasses and mentoring. The Evolve Trailblazers and Founder Series tell the stories of inspiring women who are paving the way. And the Evolve Library is your first stop online hub, providing a packed resource library to progress your entrepreneurial or leadership journey. Join our community today on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook or Twitter and at evolvewomen.org. Applications are now open for the very first intake of the Evolve Academy. Take the opportunity today to realise your full potential. Evolve, empowering women to be women of power. That was a risk, like that could have fell flat on its face on the shark and you could have been there alone on LinkedIn and no, no, no sign of Gymshark. But, and I could have, I suppose, put the tickets out for the Dig Podcast Live and no one buy them and no one be sitting here. But if you don't take risk and you don't, be afraid sometimes nothing really happens and there's another quote on the table from someone as well that says that um, fear you know is good for your business and it takes that risk and taking outside the box for things to change so um, I guess that's a really good example of Matt taking that risk and but making sure that there was loads of things done to, to make sure it succeeded and had every possibility so yeah like let's talk about social media then and the type of content that business owners need to be creating off the back of that, obviously, um, along that um, kind of theme. But do you want to tell us a little bit, like that's what you're good at and that's what your job is, Matt. So social media and the type of content that the guys sitting in front of us and everybody listening should be thinking about. Yeah, um, so it's like a big question. There's a few kind of key things for me. The first one is um, that brands and businesses should be approaching their content as if they are a content creator and kind of thinking from this content creator perspective as opposed to a kind of brand um, perspective. So usually um, businesses ask, firstly, I've got this product or service that I want to promote. And second of all, how do I create compelling content around that product and service? But I actually think that it should be flipped. So you should ask yourself firstly, how do you create amazing content that people are going to want to screenshot, that people are going to want to share with their friends, that people are going to want to engage with? And then second of all, how do you feature your product and service within that compelling content? Um, and I think that it's a subtle shift, but it will actually impact like everything that you do on socials. And that perspective, that framing that you're approaching your content with is going to be um, vital in, in order to um, succeed um, these days on socials. Um, another thing is uh, what I call my proof of work theory. So this is the idea that you almost have to do something to earn that engagement. So with the Gymshark post, um, you know, I kind of, you know, went to this gym and bought this shark and did this kind of cool stuff. Um, and so that, like, this is an example of the kind of proof of work theory in action. But a lot of businesses, they're going on Canva, creating these graphics, you know, using the kind of branded colors. 
And I understand why. It's kind of cost and time effective. Um, it's easy. But it's not going to allow you to stand out. Um, and so I think it's about doing something interesting in the real world um, that uh, you know, is actually going to earn that engagement. And whether it's like going into the local high street and doing a Pepsi versus Coke type challenge um, with you know, people in the high street and kind of filming that and creating content. You know, let's say you have um, a, a, a dog kind of product business, um, whether it's partnering with a, a kind of dog charity, um, donating a load of your products and going and hanging out with them for the day and creating loads of cool content around that. That is going to allow you to essentially stand out um, from the rest as opposed to like Canva type graphics. Um, and the, the third thing is around having fun. So if you view content as a tick box exercise and as a chore, um, basically your audience is going to notice that and they won't react in, the, in kind of you know, a positive way as a result. So you want to be having fun with your content and that's the easiest way for it to then transfer um, into your community and audience. So let's say currently every Monday morning you sit around a meeting room table and you kind of share your ideas um, for kind of content for the week then. What about if you swap that and on a Tuesday afternoon, you all head to um, a park, go for a walk, get coffee, and kind of bounce ideas around there. That is going to result in way better ideas. You're all going to have fun doing it. Um, and the content as a result will be a lot better. And let's say, for example, that you, um, for on like a Friday afternoon, you get donuts in for everyone in the office. Again, you're all having fun. That is the perfect time to create content. So whether you take these donuts and get everyone together and do some wacky challenge, etc., and create content from that, um, as I say, it's going to be fun, engaging. You're going to create a better relationship with your audience and community. Um, and so, yeah, like shifting how everything that you do with your socials and go, how can I make this more fun, um, will result in you having a better time and your audience reacting to your content um, in a better way as well. Um, and like Cav McKelly are in the room, um, Claire and um, forget what he called your partner this was Shane. Um, and they are, well, they're gonna, you're going to hear about them later, but they took the whole team. Now, I'm not uh, advocating everybody does this because I know it's not possible, but to Berlin, wasn't it Berlin, as a team building and they covered it in social and, you know, very much a corporate business, finance and, and solicitor and legal and all. But I was like looking at all the posts and glued and it kept your brand in my head. And um, and also Jack Murphy Jewelers took their team to Paris. Now these are big sweeping, are big like things I'm talking about going on, on big journeys. But I mean, small things can make you stand out. And I can hear the little voice in loads of people's head on my daddy, especially like that's not gonna sell me any clothes or that's not gonna sell me any cars or, but it's social media is social and that's why it's hard work because you have to, isn't that right, like stand yeah. out like that. So what, what Matt's saying, I get, and I suppose I'm trying to put it into the terms for us guys sitting here that, you know, if you do that, then when you post that dress on the Monday, the engagement's high because they're watching and then boom, cha-ching, cha-ching, cha-ching. That's what we're hoping for, right? Money in the till. So what you're saying there, I guess, I love to hear that because businesses are just so focused on the Canva graphic and the product, is that right? Yeah, and uh, these days, um, everyone's antennae for kind of branded salesy content is so strong. People can instantly tell when you're just trying to sell your product and they kind of instantly switch off from that. And so the, way, um, so the more authentic, the more fun, the more memorable, the more unique content, that is ultimately going to build that stronger connection with your audience, actually grow a community of people that love what you do, that love your brand, that are along that journey with you. And then as I say, you're going to um, 
when you do post that kind of product, uh, they're going to essentially buy it and, you know, a lot more um, likely to buy it, basically. Yeah, so there's a lot to think about there. It's not easy. Hard flipping work, Matt, right? Yeah. But you know what? What isn't hard work? It's just another thing we have to add in to try and increase our sales and our reach. And that's what it's all about. So before we finish up, can you give business owners any advice who feel like social media, and we sort of just touched on it, but that social media is not paying off for their business? Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I think in just general, from a content social media perspective, um, there is so much that can happen as a result of creating content. And I like to think that my kind of journey is a bit of a testament to that, where I've worked with one of my kind of biggest inspirations. I've caught Gymshark's attention. Um, you know, I'm here today, all from um, kind of creating content online. And so there is going to be so many possibilities from celebrities um, that you admire getting involved with your brand to partnerships to um, you know, to meet in kind of fellow business owners through your content. There's going to be so much that can happen. And I don't know what is going to happen. It's an unknown. Um, and I can't predict it. But I do know that something cool will happen as a result of you creating content online and kind of putting that at the forefront of your business and how you kind of, um, you know, run your business. Um, and so, yeah, I would um, just encourage you to, to take my story as an example and just realize that anything could happen um, as, a result of taking, uh, as a result of creating content. Can't wait to see what everybody's going to be doing now when they get home and tomorrow. But so where can people follow your journey then, Matt, if they want to see you go visit Gymshark and, you know, what your next um, exciting thing is and all, you know, follow your content and your work. How can they do that? Yeah, so I'm on all the socials, um, LinkedIn, Matt Swain, um, Instagram, um, Matt Swain underscore. And um, you can also check out my website. I've got lots of kind of book notes summaries, um, lots of um, kind of thoughts, lots of kind of stuff around socials on there as well. And that's at um, www.mattswain.com. Um, so yes, uh, that's the Dig Podcast Live, first guest of Series 5. And thank you so much, um, Matt, for being here. If you want to give Matt a round of applause. Amazing, thank you. Thank you so much. As always, thank you so much for joining me on the Dig Podcast. It's my absolute privilege to speak to thousands of you each week. If you want to connect and become part of the Dig community, then follow Dig for Success on social media or sign up to our email list on digforsuccess.com. Until next week, just remember, this is your time to drive your business forward. <laughs>